my way to the podcast. As always, I'm Alexandra. I'm still Megan. <laughs> and we're still here. Thanks for thanks for tuning in today. Welcome back. I'm excited to hang out with you guys again. Um, you know, podcasts have been my main form of social interaction. So that's yeah. detrimental to my social skills. But that's besides the point. Um, guys, we have the most fire flames episode with someone we have been looking forward to talking to since the original birth of On My Way. Yeah, we were able, we just got off the Zoom call with her and we just did the recording. We are super excited about it. Um, she has some really cool stuff to say and I think everybody listening will gain something from what she has said in this episode. So oh, yeah. it's really exciting. You should definitely stick around. So guys, we're talking to Julia Ostrovsky today. Um, I met her back in my freshman year of college. She was a campus rep for Pink, which is has one of like the most comprehensive campus rep programs of all the brands I've witnessed. Um, she runs a fire Instagram account. She's an amazing artist. She travels the world. She works at um, Urban, which is the anthropology urban free people um, parent company and we kind of talk all things of like post-grad crash course and the job hunt and taking big risks in order to kind of follow your dreams and what following your dreams looks like nowadays and as a millennial coming out of a pandemic or just in this stage of society and life. Okay guys uh, here's our episode with Julia. We hope you enjoy it. Hi everyone, my name is Julia. I'm originally from Baltimore, but I moved to the Philadelphia area about five years ago to attend Temple University. Um, I got my degree there in advertising almost exactly a year ago today, and I've been working at the Urban Outfitters home office ever since. Awesome, thanks so much for uh, letting us talk to you uh, over this Zoom meeting. It's been really awesome. Um, So you already told us a little bit about yourself, so Megan, do you want to ask the first question all right so we're gonna go take it in your back um to your senior year of college what was your position around your senior year and um how did you, what were your thoughts around graduation time maybe about your career personal life fears about like being an adult what were the feelings and kind of how did everything like that Yeah, so I grew up with two parents that immigrated here from uh, the Ukraine. So there's this big stereotype around first generation uh, students and Americans to kind of set really high standards for themselves when it comes to their education and their ambition and the goals that they reach. And I wouldn't say I had like too much pressure, but I definitely set those high standards for myself and allowed those to follow me into college just because I wanted to make the most out of those those four years and really get out of it what I put into it. Um, So I definitely took advantage of a lot of the resources and opportunities that uh, my university offered. So by the time graduation rolled around, I did have really high expectations for the amount of interviews I would have and the opportunities that would be presented to me just because um, that was kind of the end goal and the finish line in a sense. Uh, So it was definitely stressful and overwhelming during that period. It was very hard not to compare myself to friends studying engineering and who were in different industries that had their um, job offers months and months in advance. And that's just not the reality of uh, the industry that I was trying to delve into. So there was definitely some stress, um, but it was exciting because um, 
it kind of felt like the world was my oyster. I could kind of take everything I've learned the past four years, all of the connections I've made, all of the um, professional experiences I've had and kind of create an opportunity for myself that um, kind of matched what I wanted to do and what I was passionate about. So it was exciting, but definitely nerve wracking this time last year. Yeah, that's like, I feel like it's really easy to compare yourself to other people when you're graduating, especially like, even though if you know it doesn't make sense, like you you were in a completely different major than a lot of the people who you were comparing yourself to, but it's so hard not to do that. Um, right, yeah. So, um, as far as the actual job hunt, so what was like the, what was that, was it almost like it was a full-time job of just looking for jobs senior year, or how did that go in general? Yeah, I mean, I definitely had the advantage of working at the university's career center all four years. So I had all of these mentors that were essentially experts in the field. Um, But no one can, like with that being said, no one can really prepare you for Mm -hmm. the task that is job searching because after all of the professors you've had, after all the classes that you've taken, like this is your opportunity to really sit down and think about what it is that you want to do, what skills you want to master, how you want to apply them to the real world. And there's really no guidebook into doing that. Uh, What I'm doing now doesn't have too much to do with what I studied in school, but it couldn't be more perfect or ideal for my passions and like my long-term goals so um yeah I don't know I think I spent a lot of time I'm one of those people that's very type a so I had a spreadsheet and I kept (laughs) um organized of every interview I had every job I applied for um every document I would kind of tailor to the job that I was applying for and those expectations uh just because I wanted um I didn't want to just click easy apply on LinkedIn I wanted to make sure um every role I was applying for was intentional and I was doing my very best so I saved all the cover letters I had my spreadsheet um I had a lot of great mentors and friends and um, professors I leaned on for advice during that time so I would say it was like more like a part-time job for sure yeah (laughs) and before we move on to the next question if I am correct, did you, so you left school um, with plans of being a summer intern at Urban, right? Yes, yes. Okay. And then, so with your job search, what were some of the other opportunities that maybe you were hoping to get and didn't, or some of them that you had to turn down? Mm-hmm. Like, what led you to make that choice? Yeah, it was a very difficult decision, Um, and I had a couple interviews for full-time roles in the area that I wanted to work in, and I actually had offers on the table as well, and they were full-time offers with benefits, a full salary, and they were in the industry that I studied through school. It was in the advertising um, industry, and throughout this interview process, I learned to really consider how these companies were treating me throughout the interview process, how communicative they were, how um, observant they were. And so throughout this process, um, I kind of expected to have this like moment where I would know which role was best suited for me or which one um, was meant for me. And I didn't really have that. And then 
Um, I have a pretty crazy story with kind of how I ended up in uh, where I am now. So my sophomore year, uh, there's a local organization here called Campus Philly, and essentially their mission is to bring together college students throughout the Philadelphia area and uh, provide them with opportunities to network and get to know each other and meet professionals from different industries in the area. So I went to a networking event and I uh, was really... Um, engaged. I asked a lot of questions there. I thanked them via social media afterwards. And then I got an email the following week saying that I want to lunch and learn with recruiters at Urban. Uh, So that was crazy. I didn't even know that was a part of the networking event. That was not my intention at all. But of course, that's a dream. Um, It's in our backyard. I love Philadelphia. I was always interested in the retail industry. So Um, I had the opportunity to go down to the Navy Yard and tour the spaces and meet some really great people on the talent development and recruiting team. And then fast forward to this time last year, um, I was really proactive in messaging recruiters and companies that I was interested in working for, learning more about. And so I reached back out to some of the recruiters that I met and they, um, one of them responded to me and she said, hey, like, listen, we don't have any full-time roles that really meet what you're looking for at this moment, but we do have this internship that we think would be perfect for you. And I read the job description and um, it completely met everything I was looking for in a role. I had the chance to work with event planning, to work in marketing, social media. Um, I was really passionate about development opportunities in college. I was um, a resident assistant. I worked as an orientation leader. I loved being a part of helping others like recognize and reach their full potential. And this allowed me to plan events and programs to do that. Um, So I had this really full circle moment this past year where actually someone won a chance to get lunch with me from the same event that I went to my sophomore year. So it was so crazy. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, it was so, so humbling and exciting. Um, But it was terrifying to take an internship. I never thought I would do that. I had professors telling me not to do it. I had my family telling me not to do it. Um, It was super scary financially um, and a little like embarrassing when I compared myself to friends who took on full-time roles, but I cannot imagine making a different decision because it totally aligns with what I wanted to do. I have an incredible manager um, and I've had nothing but amazing experiences with this company. So um, it was definitely worth taking that shot. And a couple weeks into my internship, there was a vacancy on my team and I ended up um, interviewing and transitioning into the full-time role. That's awesome. I think yeah i love that i love the risk you took and how it ended up working out and i can't imagine how scary that was i think before we pivot alexandra had one more question on job hunt um yeah i also wanted to just say that i really liked how you emphasized that the position you're applying to has to be a good fit for you as well because i know like when i'm applying to things usually i'm just like i always feel like they have the upper hand but i like that you emphasize that you have to make sure it's a right fit for you before you take it too. And for like, sure. It's definitely a two-way street. Yeah, and taking an internship was definitely a risk, and but it worked out so well. Even with like college students, or not college students, high school students who are applying to college, it's the same sort of thing where if you get rejected from a school that you really saw yourself with and you really thought you could get get there and you really wanted that, um, it's not 
you maybe they just maybe it's like a two-way street of it not being the right fit and you'd rather be at a school that's like the perfect fit because the college admissions team know what they're doing that so right, it's absolutely. just kind of mm-hmm. a part of trusting the process and trusting that there's like a a specific path that you'll end up going down the right one absolutely okay so was there ever a point where you wanted to just like give up the job search and just kind of leave everything up to chance um and were there sort of any like stages of the postgrad job hunt that you would say you went through um I'm not really the type of person to leave things to chance I'm a big believer that if you have a goal and you want to achieve to success like you have the power to manifest it and to be resilient and take the steps to complete that goal so I wouldn't say I ever left things to chance but I definitely went through a period where I was struggling with comparison to my peers I set unrealistic expectations for salary and for location and Mm -hmm. um I think what helped me the most was really defining mentors who had my best interests at heart, whether that be people who graduated before me that I really look up, looked up to, or professors or people in my department that um, had a history of like helping people throughout this process. And that really humbled me and set my expectations. Um, but I definitely, it was a roller coaster this time last year, um, because I went through, I probably applied to like around 70, 80 jobs within like a two month period. Um, and then as someone with my type of personality, it was difficult to kind of sit back and wait for the application period to start (laughs) for my type of major. Um, that's kind of, that was super difficult. Um, but I think something that did help was also like celebrating my friend's successes um, and Mm -hmm. always having like pure intentions because I do believe in karma and having those things come back to you so I think that's something that like helped me hopeful and was honestly like inspiring like when I see one of my friends or peers finding success uh, both personally and professionally it only motivates and inspires me to work that much harder Um, or to get advice from them on where they're finding their opportunities. So I tried my best to be optimistic, um, and I think I attribute a lot of my, like, success and sanity to that. I love that, especially what you're saying about, like, attributing success and sanity to optimism and good Mm -hmm. attitude and celebrating and keeping your head up. Um, So kind of segueing back into what you were saying about comparison, because... Mm -hmm. It's only natural. I feel like throughout every single stage of life, people are comparing themselves to the people around them. And that kind of gets tough in college, especially when you're surrounded by so many people with different aspirations, goals, majors. Mm -hmm. Um, So what was the social setting like this time between your peers or just in like the senior community? Was it competitive, Mm -hmm. supportive? Was it judgmental? Um, What were some Mm -hmm. of the things going on there? Hmm. I think I take a lot of pride in surrounding myself and people who have those good intentions and who um, do also pride themselves in lifting like people around them up. So I think it's inevitable that there was like a sense of uncertainty and jealousy and envy. Um, and I'm de- definitely guilty of it too. They're human emotions, especially during that stressful time. Um, but I think... Uh, with social media also playing a part in comparison, I only saw um, like positive comments and positive posts. And um, 
I don't know, also like referencing LinkedIn articles that talked about leveraging other people's success to kind of manifest your own. I think, um, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of my, it's hard to answer because I kind of believe in like ignorance is bliss. So I kind of probably tuned all of the negativity out because (laughs) I didn't want to let it affect my path. Um, But I would say generally with the people I surrounded myself with, with the professors I had guiding me and my social community, I felt a lot of um, support and encouragement and only positive things for sure. I feel like leveraging other people's success to kind of motivate you for your own, it can be so critical because people always say how Instagram is a highlight reel. Yeah. I think LinkedIn is like the highlight reel, (laughs) especially in college because it's just every single post is, you know, your peers announcing their accomplishments. It's a, you know, resume, social media. So I feel like that can be especially, um, you can't hide from that. Right. So you have to reframe your mind to not freak out when you see everybody else posting their success. And nobody's ever going to post their failures on LinkedIn either. You don't post things that you (laughs) didn't get. So it's very strange. (laughs) Yeah. Even when, um, do you guys know Sheffa? Yeah, my girl. I... I am obsessed with her. She is amazing. She has this whole thing of reframing rejection where she literally takes these rejection letters and just is like, you know, no one likes to get rejected, but it's like normalizing the process. I think that's awesome. And I think there are some things like that, especially on LinkedIn or around social media, kind of taking these failures and reframing them and pulling this positive message at the end. But nobody really like... No, not a lot of people air out their dirty laundry when they're going for it. For sure. Like, no one is, like, just got fired last yeah. night, not sure what happens now, but this sucks. Right. Like, they wait mm-hmm. until they have this, like, other thing that falls into place because Absolutely. of that failure. Yeah. It's actually funny you mentioned that because now that I work in the talent development space at Urban, I have access to our, like, internal database, and one day I was looking through my own profile, and I literally saw, like, probably, like, 12 applications that I've submitted that were just rejection after rejection after rejection that I didn't even like recollect applying to I mean one or two I remember like getting rejections like sophomore year and like being so bummed but my very last job that I applied to they put me in the um good for future role bucket and it was such a cool (laughs) moment to see that like it really is it like kind of showcased that like perseverance really does um pay off at the end because I kept building my portfolio I kept applying I kept finding roles that might have been a better fit for me so it was really cool to kind of see how that cycle paid off um are you talking about like your applications to the company you're working at now yeah yeah just... yeah so like my okay, applications so you, like, to intern at the company yeah for internships like throughout oh, college awesome. yeah I feel like I don't know if you can speak to this I feel like I would take rejections from companies personally and I feel like you can't do that but I think I would just take it and like be like, oh, I can't apply to them because they didn't want me. So what? Like, do you have anything to say about kind of reapplying to the same roles or like if there's just elaborating on that? 
Yeah, I don't know. I just felt very drawn to this company because from what I've seen based on their social media, from people that I knew that worked there, it really does celebrate creativity and entrepreneurship in a sense within the corporate company. And that just seemed like a culture that really spoke to me and what I valued. Um, So I just kind of held on to that. I realized that I had that opportunity early in college to tour the space and meet with people there. And I think um, it just, I don't know. I think those rejections only motivated me more to prove to them that I do deserve a spot there. I am qualified. And whether uh, that takes 12 applications or a couple tries figuring out which role is best suited for me, um, I think it was totally worth it for sure. Yeah, Good for you because people want people who are passionate about the company too. So I'm sure that helped your persistence they were probably like okay she's serious about this like she actually (laughs) she actually wants to work here right Um, yeah hopefully so going back to while you were like in undergrad getting your degree um what were some of the things that you did in college that um help you now and do you have any regrets about anything you wish you did or something you did so I think throughout college I honestly just said yes to every opportunity that excited me so every um student job that was open on campus that like had any potential to give me an opportunity to like grow as a leader or as a person i applied to it um and it definitely paid off i think my first role that really um kind of allowed me to see the potential of myself to be a student leader was um my orientation leader position so That's where uh, we worked throughout the summer and we helped guide and introduce incoming students to the university. Um, And I never really pegged myself as a leader before college. I didn't really think I had the potential to influence people or really guide them um, in any sort of way. And that really gave me the opportunity to see that that was something I'm not only capable of, but also super passionate about. Um, I also worked at the Career Center, so that helped me do that. I worked as an RA, I worked as a peer instructor, I worked as a peer-to-peer leader, uh, where I worked with international students. So not only did I learn about myself, but I learned about so many diverse groups on campus, how to um, kind of interact with them, how to support them. Uh, So that really gave me a lot of um, encouragement and um, insight into something that I was passionate about that I didn't really know I would be. Um, And then on the creative side of things, I was really interested in um, kind of growing my portfolio and experience in my major um, in social media. So that's uh, where Megan and I met through the Pink Campus team. And I ended up leading that team my final year of college as a Pink Campus rep, which was such an incredible opportunity. Um, I also interned at Comcast. I interned at an ad agency. Um, So honestly... I just really leveraged LinkedIn. I uh, did everything I can to expand my network, uh, both on campus and off. And um, yeah, I think I honestly attribute it to always wanting to like do more and learn more and meet new people. I was just genuinely hungry to grow that experience and meet as many people as I could and pick their brains to be the best person I could be and kind of um, give that to the people that I was working with. Um, And then in terms of regrets, I try not to think about this too much, Mm -hmm. um, especially now, but I think 
now that I look back that it's been a year, I think I could have prioritized um, creating more meaningful friendships and relationships. I think I was always really focused on the next big thing, the next internship, what I'm doing for um, my job, how can I make my resume better, and I really kind of lost sight of one of the most amazing things that college gives you and introduces to you, and that's the people that you meet, your roommates, your friends, Um, and I do pride myself on kind of making a good amount of connections but I wish I spent more time nurturing them uh, because something that kind of hit me hard post-grad was a lot of my friends ended up moving away Um, obviously not all of your friends are living down the hall or down the street anymore so it takes a lot more effort to kind of maintain those relationships and I wish I um, took advantage of that more when I was in school. That makes sense. And this is going off really way back to a point you were talking about earlier. It was about your social media. And I know that is like, I mean, from an outside perspective, you have I've got it going on on social media. It's a beautiful <laughs> feed and it's so inspiring. Um, how did you leverage that when it came to um, opportunities? Like, how did? Yeah, I think so for sure. I think. Definitely working at the Career Center, I always had it ingrained in my mind that uh, your social media media should always be clean and employers are always going to be looking you up. And especially with this kind of being the type of industry I was interested in entering entering post-grad, I was extra cognizant about it. So it was kind of like a fun, creative project for me. Um, because Instagram is your highlight reel and I kind of wanted to introduce the um, work that I was doing both on campus and off to that. So a lot of my brand ambassador roles, I worked with GoPuff, I worked with Pink, Lyft, a lot of different companies and it was really exciting to kind of uh, work with different uh, campus organizations and find ways to really elevate those products and um, meet the target demographic because essentially a lot of the projects that I was doing in school were um, we had a client which was a brand they gave you a target demographic and you had to create content to resonate with them so I kind of um, viewed all of the brands that I was working with as projects to see how can I influence this demographic how can I be authentic to myself and my values and what I stand for and also just have fun while doing it so um, yeah that's something I think that really helped me in the job application process actually for my internship at urban i had to create um a few sample social media posts for the urban internships instagram so i went ahead and created a whole like sample instagram account and had my friends pose as interns and had so much fun doing it and they were super impressed with that and i think that definitely played a role in uh, me getting the role the, the job that's awesome um and then Moving forward, so were there any expectations or assumptions about post-grad life? Um, I guess this is socially and career-wise that you were just wrong about. Um, I think the first thing that comes to mind was that I was too experienced or too um, good to take on a post-grad internship. Obviously, I'm super happy Mm -hmm. that I 
um, ended up going with that opportunity because it led to my full-time role, but I definitely had a certain stereotype associated with people who took on post-grad internships uh, just because, um, I don't know, I had my degree and I felt like I deserved a salary. My work and experience and resume um, spoke to that, but I think post-grad internships, what I learned going through that was it was kind of a blessing in disguise because it gave me the opportunity to have a short-term professional experience and really get to um, get the chance to understand if that was the type of industry or company I wanted to work for. And if that was the case, that it wasn't the best fit for me, it wasn't a long-term contract and I had the opportunity to take my learnings and apply them elsewhere. So that's the first thing I would say. And then another thing that assumption that I would say I was wrong about was um, I was always super busy, had a really packed schedule in college, and I really thought that would follow me post-grad. Um, but obviously our schedules and routines in college are pretty unconventional. Our schedules and classes change every semester. Our um, internships, our on-campus and off-campus involvement, all of that changes. And there's so many different aspects to our lives then that um, I kind of expected a similar routine to follow and obviously that wasn't the case i had the nine to five um i thought i'd work on a lot of passion projects after work but it took me a while to kind of settle into that routine and figure out how to make time for things outside of work um, and not let the fatigue take the best of me so i think that was another assumption that kind of um that kind of gave me a reality check i guess um I know you said you had a lot of criticism from like your family and friends when you were deciding whether or not you should take the internship. Was that mostly financial or were there other reasons? Like what did that really look like when you were trying to decide what you're going to do? Yeah, I mean from family, um <laughs> if you call my mom now and ask her what I do for work, she could still not answer. Um she's definitely proud of me, but she has no idea what I do for work. She has no idea how to answer it when her friends ask what I do. Uh -huh. Um but she's definitely supportive. I think um from my family's perspective, it was definitely financial. Um, my mom just wanted to make sure I had the ability to pay rent, to stay living in Philly, to support myself and really not struggle or worry about my income. So that's where her, um, her concerns were coming from, which I totally expected and yeah. understood. Um, from my professors and mentors, they were supportive of the decision, but a little hesitant just because they didn't want me to be taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. So they just wanted to make sure... Um, even for an internship, I was compensated fairly, that they wouldn't overwork me, my hours wouldn't be too long or too um, strenuous. So they were just trying to be protective um, right. of my time and my, I guess, um, professional skill set. They just wanted to make sure I was making the best decision uh, based on kind of what I deserved. Um, and from friends, they were pretty understanding and supportive of whatever decision I made. Um, but I've been talking about working for this specific company for years. So it was kind of a no brainer that I would take this opportunity to them. But mm -hmm. I'm definitely someone that 
really leans on everyone in my life when I need to make a big decision and it kind of clouds my judgment I regret doing that (laughs) I wish I kind of just like sat down made my pros and cons list and really um thought about myself throughout this process but I'm always the type of person to ask everyone what they would do what Mm -hmm. their opinions are um so yeah Yeah, I get the same thing from my parents with the financial thing because I tend to gravitate towards jobs that um, involve a lot of hard work but don't um, pay very well. So, right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think anything with kids is undercompensated because kids are way harder. Mm. True. And she works with babies. That's oh, wow. yeah, with um, babies, toddlers, and preschoolers mostly. So wow, <laughs> yeah. But that's so that's like crazy. rewarding and fulfilling. Well, exactly. Like I love it. It's so I. But it does make for the money is a struggle, but <laughs> it's okay. Um. So, what advice do you have for other people who want to end up in a similar place to where you are now, like post grad? I would say my first piece of advice would be kind of something I mentioned earlier, which is say yes to everything. Every job posting I saw or every club, every person that I met that did something that I was even remotely interested in, I said yes to it. I went to at least one meeting. I applied to like every scholarship I saw. Um, Basically, I wanted to make the most of those four years. And this is actually something I always told my students, like, you are paying for your tuition for four years and there's so many resources and opportunities included within that that it is so silly not to explore those opportunities and give them a chance Uh, so that's my first piece of advice i think my second one would be make sure that you do everything with good intentions and kindness Um, don't do things for uh, the goal of getting recognition for it or getting an award because that just kind of clouds your judgment. Um, And I think I met a few people along the way who were doing things for the wrong reasons and it was really obvious. And um, that was something I always wanted to make sure that I wasn't doing. I wanted to uh, look back at every opportunity that I was taking on and make sure I was doing it with a pure heart and I was doing it to leave a good mark on my university or the group that I was working with so um, that's something that I would say Um, and then this is pretty cheesy but I would say another piece of advice would be you miss 100% of the shots you don't take so (laughs) I I know it's so cheesy but like if you think about it like so many things that I applied to that I never thought I'd have a chance to even like remotely get I did um for Mm -hmm. example like when I studied abroad I paid for almost the entire experience through scholarships that I found online that were so intimidating to apply to like I thought thousands of people would be applying to them there was no chance like I would get them and I got like four or five that paid for my whole experience and if I didn't take those chances I wouldn't have been able to afford that experience and it was one of the most transformative exciting parts of college for me so I think just taking those chances and um I think one more thing would be 
to identify a mentor, whether that's someone who's in the grade above you. Um, you can even have a mentor that is younger than you or a professor or an internship manager. I think that really kept me motivated and gave me the opportunity to visualize my success down the line um, and kind of have those candid conversations to chat about uh, different struggles I was having professionally or academically. And it kind of kept me sane during the job search process, as I mentioned earlier. So I think finding a mentor is definitely something that I wish I did earlier on in college. That's great. That's amazing advice. And that's the type of advice I wish I would have heard, you know, three years ago. <laughs> but um, another cheesy quote that I love is the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Um, so no matter where you are in your college experience, you can take this stuff and apply because it's truly never too late. But going right. back, it sounded like you were crazy busy. How was your work-life balance? Like, how did you manage all of that? Because even just hearing... Um, like the list of everything you're yeah, involved in. Yeah, I wanted to ask like that too. Already, like, this just sounds like so much. <laughs> I don't even know. Now that I'm like <laughs> sitting here with one big focus, which is my nine to five job, it's really hard for me to look back and think about how I possibly managed everything I was doing. Um, but I think it just goes back to like taking on those opportunities that really excited me. Like I was never in a, I mean, for the most part, I was never in a class that I wasn't um, genuinely curious about. I was never in a club that um, I didn't have any interest in growing in. I was never in a position just to get money or just to put it down on my resume. So even though I was tired, I was staying up all night, I um, didn't go to as many social events as maybe I wanted to, everything I was doing, I was excited about. So it didn't feel like something I had to cram into my schedule. Um, but I, like I mentioned earlier, I'm definitely like the type A personality. So I loved using um, Google Calendar. I was crazy about organizing my email. Um, I actually have this folder in my email and I forget what it's called now, but it's basically every like happy, every email I've ever gotten that made me really happy or proud of myself, I put it in this folder. Um, so basically every job offer I got, every really nice note from a professor I received, um, anything from my RA freshman year, basically anything that just um, made me really happy and proud of myself. I put it in an email folder and every time I was stressed or overwhelmed in school, I would look through that folder and I even look through it now sometimes to kind of remember what I'm capable of and remind myself that um, I have accomplished a lot. And I think that definitely motivated me during those really um, stressful, overwhelming times. That's such a good idea. I love that. Yes, love highly that. recommend. The sunshine folder. <laughs> yes, the sunshine folder. I love that name. That's, That's so, so cute. cute. Do you ever think like um, that part of your ambition uh, was due to being a first generation college student? Like, how big of a role do you think that played? Mm, that's a great question. I would say it played a huge role. Mm -hmm. um, in my ambition and success because I felt like I had this responsibility to prove to my family 
that even though, of course, their dream would be for me to pursue something in the medical field or mm-hmm. something in their in their eyes that's more stable. Um, right. Like, especially choosing a creative field and going to school a few hours away from home. I felt like I had this responsibility to make the most out of uh, the college experience. Um, I'm paying for a lot of it, but I did have, I was fortunate enough to have my family help out, out a little bit. So that put even more drive and passion into um, making me like giving into helping them realize like that it was all worth it Mm -hmm. um so and I think I've been like pretty independent as a result of being a first generation American um so I went through the whole college application process by myself I went through a lot of like the forms and the scholarships and every opportunity that I wanted I like took charge of that and I think that definitely helped me um come to the realization that I have the ability to like manifest my dreams and goals and go after them and kind of um yeah I guess I always have that fire inside of me to make my family proud because they did make the sacrifice to come to this country and Mm -hmm. I always have this sense of responsibility to make sure that their sacrifices were worth it and to let them know that so I would say yes and then kind of pivoting back to what you're saying so what would you what advice would you give to someone who is maybe in the middle of college or applying to colleges and they don't really have something that they are set on fire about or they don't really get excited about their schoolwork when they're applying for schools um, yeah, either that or in the college if they're just not feeling like they're inspired by whatever they're doing. I definitely struggled with that in the beginning. I didn't know exactly what my purpose was or what my path would be. I think I keep going back to this, but I genuinely just think it's so important. And that is to surround yourself with people that have your best interest at heart, that share your values and your morals. Because I think my freshman year, I surrounded myself with people that... Um, we're only really interested in the social aspect of school and going out and partying. And I kind of fell into um, switching my priorities and values to accommodate them. And it just didn't work out in the long run and it didn't make me happy. So I think that is one thing. Um, And then once again is utilizing resources. I know I sound like a broken record, but like going to the career center, talking to your professors your first year, those offices are really there for a reason and working at one firsthand, I saw the impact that they had in helping guide students in the right direction. I actually went to the career center before even working there and they helped me select as advertising as the right path for me based on my interests and a personality test that I took um so yeah but I think college isn't necessarily the best decision for everyone but if you are there and you're um immersed in the experience and you're taking advantage of the resources um I think with time and with the right people and the right guidance uh you'll definitely find your purpose for sure that's good advice. It's really important to surround that. yourself with good influences, too. I remember, like, my first 
especially my freshman year, um, mainly my freshman and sophomore year, I took a lot of STEM classes. I took almost all STEM classes. And my freshman year, mm-hmm. there I uh, was in chem- a chemistry class with all of the engineering majors. And there was a group of them who were just so competitive with school and everything. And I remember thinking, like, I can't, uh-huh. I can't do work with those people. I cannot get involved in that because that's not what I'm about. And I quickly found a group of people who, like, we would work together on the labs and do the homework together and help each other out rather than, like, try to get the answer first and see who could get the best grade. All right. And then, so moving forward, what is your long-term plan if you have one, and do you think people need one, especially like a year out of school and they're just now adjusting? If you asked me this a year ago, I definitely would have had a more concrete answer. Um, But right now, I would say that I know amidst this pandemic, nothing is really promised to us. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm actually currently furloughed until June, so hopefully all works out after this period. Um, But I would love the opportunity to continue working in my position. I think I have so much left to learn. I have an incredible manager and team that um, have really opened me up to this entire world and industry of talent development that I never even knew existed. Um, So I'd love the opportunity to keep contributing to that and learning to see if that's the type of direction I want to take. Um, afterwards. Um, I think another one of my long-term goals is to definitely teach in some capacity, whether that's be an adjunct professor or uh, work at a local university or teach painting classes. Um, I just really have that um, drive to give back. Um, And if that opportunity presents itself, especially at my alma mater, I would be even more excited. Uh, so that's something I definitely want to start looking into. But um, you seem like you would be aside a good from that. Thank you. That's <laughs> such welcome. a great compliment. I can definitely see you as a professor. <laughs> yeah, <Thanks>. for sure. <laughs> um, Especially as like a freshman professor to like get the students to like do like do something, <laughs> students. <laughs> Maybe not in those words. But <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I have to figure out how all of that works. I haven't really looked into it too much, but that's definitely one of my goals. Um, but other than that, I really don't know. I think, um, just kind of adjusting to the changes that occur after, uh, this pandemic subsides and seeing how that kind of changes the workforce. Um, another one of my goals is like with all of this extra time I've had, I've started painting a lot more, which is something I have always been passionate about, but I kind of took a break from when I started working and um, I have really enjoyed it. It's been a really fun side hustle. I have a little art Instagram if you guys want to follow it. It's ju.liart, J-O-O dot L-I-A-R-T, but um, I'd love to get the opportunity to find a way to leverage my creativity on a larger scale, whether that's selling prints or uh, creating a more robust website to sell that stuff. I think especially in this time, we're kind of learning how important it is to have several streams of income if possible. So that's mm-hmm. another one of my goals. But professionally, just keep learning, taking on opportunities as they come and kind of seeing what happens. I definitely don't think you need to have a straight arrow uh, path lined up because you never know what opportunities will be thrown at you or who you'll meet or what you'll learn. Right. Yeah. I love, I love that culture of just like 
multiple different things no like zigzag careers for sure i think it's a very millennial thing yeah and, like something that's just now becoming really popular i know freelancing is like skyrocketing especially right now but like within the past couple of years and even what you were saying about your mom kind of not really knowing how to explain your job is because you know you grow up with this like set of corporate jobs dentist lawyer do this do this but 90 percent of the jobs out there and like probably what you're going to end up in is some obscure not obscure job but just something that doesn't have this namesake title that you grew up hearing about for um, sure and I think we're super lucky yeah. in that sense like the job that oh, I yeah. have now I never knew it existed it probably didn't exist a couple years ago and they kind of tailored it to me and that's so exciting and definitely tailors to our generation and our creativity and what we're looking for so I think that's really neat yeah that's super for cool sure. well, thank well, you so much for coming on and doing the zoom call with us we really appreciate it um you said some awesome things so where can people find you like plug all your social media and we'll put it in the description of the episode too but um (laughs) just your instagram any other social media that you want people to know about yeah so uh first of all thank you guys so much this was so much fun i definitely wish i had a podcast like this to listen to when i was in school um (laughs) i listened to a lot of your other episodes and i really wish i heard those words earlier so you guys are doing an awesome thing um and it's been such an honor and fun fun opportunity to be a part of it uh but to find me um my instagram is joo.lia um haven't posted in a while but uh, as more exciting <laughs> things happen, I'll stay more active. Like, what are you going to post about? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, but people are being super creative. I'm very jealous. Um, and then my art sure. account is Jew.LeeArt. So just my regular handle with RT at the end. Uh, but those are the main two I stay active on for the most part. Um, yeah. Those are my socials. All right. Awesome. The art one's very clever. Well, thank you. We are so excited for... <laughs> That at name. The watercolors, absolute fire. Oh, thanks, Absolutely guys. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on. Um, yeah, and I hope you guys took something out of this, even if it's just, maybe you don't have to go sign up for every single thing that interests you in a bit, because that can be overwhelming at first, but maybe sure. just take this as inspiration to dip your toe into something and sure. start trying some new things. And if you're not getting inspired, try things you never thought you would think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially now yeah. when we're all bored <laughs> and don't know what thanks, to do. Guys, <laughs> yes, thank you so much. All right, true. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Right. We will see you next week. Bye, guys.